Yo, yo, am I loud enough? Because Harry was complaining that I wasn't loud enough last time. You sound loud. You sound good. <laughs> He's going to be like, God, Jen, you're too loud. Never get like, it right. No, of course not. He's He's been cranky pants this week. I don't know why. Yeah, not sure. Doing his tour of all the media outlets has really taken it out of him. <laughs> I bet. I bet he's exhausted from all that. Knowing you have to watch every word you say. Ugh. That would be rough. Yeah, agreed. And Harry's not typically known for doing that. <laughs> Definitely not typically known for it. Yeah. <laughs> Where are y'all going again, Jen? Punta Cana. It's, oh, yeah. it's, there's so, this is funny. I'm going to, this won't get back to them. So we're going with my husband's high school friends who I love them. They're great. Um, but they're funny because they're like, yeah, we're going to this Excellence El Carmen Resort in Punta Cana. And they've got these Excellence El Carmen Resorts like around the world. But it's like the cruise of like resorts. It's like, it doesn't matter where you are. The resorts are all the same. You don't leave. Like, why am I even traveling to another country? You know? Yeah. Well, maybe you will luck out getting a stomach bug before you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Already cleaned out, ready to rock. <laughs> no, y'all be fine. Y'all be fine. Y'all be good. Trust me, I'm like, what security level clearance is the Dominican Republic right now? Two? Two? Two out of what? Ten? Three? I don't know. So anyway. Hello. Hello again. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Where are you? Where were you en route to? I am currently at Beer Witch in Brooklyn. Little, oh, nice. Little, little beer bar in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Okay. We're out okay. for the week promoting the new. Nice. I love that purple yeah. color, by the way. That's you. special. You know, it's the color yeah. of royalty. I like yeah. the bucket hat too. You ditched it. <laughs> I can let's see if it works with the headphones. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, that's hard. We can't hear you. <laughs> well, we saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> it is a sweet hat, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. But anyways. Well, let me give you an official welcome to BeerNet Radio, where all your Thank dreams you. come true. That's right. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. welcome Lawson's Finest Liquids founder, Sean Lawson, to BeerNet Radio. I'm sure many listeners know Vermont-based craft brewer started out as a nano brewer in 2008. You guys are known for your popular IPAs like Sip of Sunshine. You, I think you distribute to roughly nine states still, yes, I believe it's yep. cool. And I know you guys keep your numbers close to your chest, but you know, scans have you guys at like 25 mil or yeah, 25 mil for like the last year. So We're, we cracked the top 50 of craft brewers in the country, according to Bob Bart Watson at the at the VA. So nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, you're pretty, pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah, yeah so congratulations. Was that for 23 or well, last year? So okay. I don't know exactly where we came in. We were just in, we were just into the top 50, like around 48 last year for 22. So for 23, when that publication comes out, we'll kind of know exactly where we bought in, or I could drop an email to Bart and right. let you know. <laughs> nice. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Especially in that, that tight of a footprint, but so yeah, welcome. So we definitely want to talk about the craft business, but the news sure. of the day is also your distribution arm, right? The beer guy. For sure. The beer guy in Vermont. And uh, we just launched an RTD. We've been focused on distributing just Lawson's finest beer for a number of years now. Um, I started the wholesale business at the same time I started the brewery as a way to basically steward and really take very careful attention to the beer to make sure it stayed cold all the time, make sure it landed in the right places and be my own advocate for the beer. Plus the business was so small, that additional markup through the distribution arm 
was really helpful to get started as a business. And we have distributed other beers in the past in limited quantities or for a limited time to help other like pub brewers or small brewers kind of get started before they went with a different distribution company. But we've decided over the last couple of years, thinking strategically about the business to, you know, open up the portfolio to other products. Right now, we're just focused on this one new product. It's an artisanal gin and tonic made by Bar Hill. Caledonia Spirits, they're also known by as their parent company. But Bar Hill is the is the well-known name and their gin is really fantastic. And they have created a house-made tonic and they add fresh Vermont sourced honey, some fresh lime juice, and it is an amazing canned cocktail. It's hard to call it an RTD because it's not a commodity beverage whatsoever. It's really an artisanal cocktail. They tried to replicate the cocktails that they make at the bar and put it into a can. And we're really excited to be distributing that product across Vermont now. Just that for is, about a week now. That's awesome. Yeah, it was right, right. It's actually, yeah, quite new. And that's super exciting to me. Also, I'm a huge Bar Hill fan as well as a Lawson's Finest fan, but I am going to fanboy because I love their Tomcat gin. I'm a gin fan and the Tomcat yeah. gin is super special. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm curious. Okay, so the first, well, you said you guys have distributed other craft before. But right now, the first outside brand that you're bringing on happens to be an RTD. Was that sort of by design or did it just kind of happen that way since the law changed? It just kind of happened that way, both because the law changed and because Bar Hill is such a great company to work with and our values are very closely aligned. They put great attention to detail and care into the products that they make. They're a values-driven company. They're very focused on the community and sourcing their ingredients You know, to, to find the very best ingredients and craft them carefully into a finished product. And so that values alignment was a big part of the decision-making process. We had been talking for the last about two years about opening up the portfolio and thinking about what other types of products might we want to carry that could be complementary to Lawson's finest fear and not necessarily directly competitive. Mm. And so Bar Hill approached us to share the news that they had um, this new product and they were investigating wholesalers and in their work talking to retailers and on-premise accounts a lot of folks recommended the beer guy, which is our distribution company, as one of the best to work with in Vermont. So we're really excited that they ended up choosing us to distribute the product because they interviewed several wholesalers in Vermont before oh. landing with the beer guy. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense, especially with the alignment values and all, you know, you guys both being artisanal producers on that end. Just one more and then I'll pass it off to Jordan. Sure. You know, are you guys looking to add other potentially non-competitive brands into your distribution arm? And if so, what are you looking for? Yeah, absolutely. We're looking more towards 2024 before adding any additional products because this is new for us. And because our approach to business is always methodical, we take, we take things in a very stepwise fashion and take great care to each major decision that we make. So we're really just going to focus on this one product. Bar Hill doesn't have any plans to immediately launch any other canned RTDs. So for now, it's just the gin and tonic artisanal cocktail. And beyond this year, though, we would certainly be looking to add potentially wine or other beer or spirits products in the package format, in the RTD format, that would be complementary to our brand and help us to grow our distribution business in Vermont. So we've actually been approached by a couple of winemakers from the West Coast that are small producers that are interested in getting into Vermont. So that seems like a good possibility for the future as well. 
And just one follow-up there. Why not other craft? Is it because you guys are sort of like high touch, those kind of accounts that are more, you know, spirit centric? Is that? We would definitely consider other craft beers as well. And beers that would be complimentary, you know, like some of the, we don't really do sour beers. That would be one, you know, that would be one type of product that might be complimentary or breweries where they're sort of their character and their style of approach towards the same towards maybe IPAs is really different than what we would do. So it would be a different choice for a consumer, the type of IPA that they would choose. So, but we don't have any immediately on the horizon for craft beers that we're considering adding to the portfolio, but certainly very much open to it. So a good example that I could give to you would be like Crooked Stay. They're out in Colorado and we work with their distribution company to send our beer to Colorado. So that would be a really nice complimentary relationship if we were to distribute their beer in, in Vermont. So an example that would be an example of what a, a craft beer that I would think would be complimentary to our portfolio. Got it. Yeah. I wanted to follow up with one more there too. The legislation definitely seems like it's opening some new doors, at least, you know, for the beer guy. Going into it, did y'all voice your opinion one way or another on the legislation? Just let it no, play out. Just let that one play out. They stayed out. <laughs> Smart. Because there are a number of brewers in Vermont that were adamantly against RTDs. And, you know, I travel plenty and I just, I'm, I'm, you know, familiar with the market more broadly. And it's really just, it's another product and people want those products. And I've, it just seemed, it just seems natural that we would offer them in Vermont as well, since they're offered in mo- most other states. Yeah. So I didn't get into that debate. That, on either side i think that, that was smart time, when the law got passed we didn't even know that this fire hill partnership <laughs> was coming so good play well let's talk about you're wearing all the gear so let's talk about hazy rays you know that's a sure. brand new year-round introduction my, my hat too. yeah <laughs> love it can you just tell us a little bit about how that product came to be and how it's done so far in 2023 yeah. i know it's early days yeah, still it's funny because there have been so many articles written about like the style New England IPA, New England style IPA or hazy juicy IPAs and debate over where they started. And often Sip of Sunshine and the Alchemist Teddy Topper will be part of the conversation. And it's funny because I've always said, well, Sip of Sunshine, I don't really consider that a New England IPA, but it's an IPA that's brewed in New England, but it certainly was at the forefront 10 years ago beers that had that more fruit forward, juicy character. I, I would always consider it to be accurately described that way. But it, back then, I, I thought that was a hazy IPA. So the idea behind hazy has really evolved to a much more opaque and also a different style profile where the hops have really shifted away from the hot side of brewing over to the cold side where you get a softer bitterness but I also, to me, get more vegetal character from adding a, a big load of hops to the fermenter, to the cold side of the beer brewing process. And so customers have been asking us for years, like, what's your hazy? And we're like, well, we make all kinds of different IPAs. And some of them are hazy, more hazy than others, but none of them are really that fully opaque, hazy with a very soft bitterness and soft mouth feel to them. So we decided that it's time, and that's a category that continues to grow in the IPA space, both hazy IPAs and imperial hazy IPAs. So we've gravitated towards what our both what our customers are asking for, what seemed like a natural progression of the types of IPAs that we make at Lawson's finest. So it's 
I've always thought of them as fresh and hazy. The customer has a different expectation and there's a different style expression of hazy IPAs these days. But we're also coming out with an imperial or double IPA version with a different hop profile over the summer that will do a limited run and see if that's something we might add to the portfolio for more year-round brewing in the future. And the launch just started April 1st. We launched the beer out into all nine states that we distribute all through New England, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And it's been going great so far. We It has far surpassed our expectations for the first month of sales and the reorders are really strong. And of course, April is a really, for us in the Northeast, is a pretty slow time of year for beer sales. So it's really great to see how strong the beer is doing right out of the gate. And it's positioned really well for a nice warm summer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, one other bit of big news that I wanted to ask you about as well was Sip of Sunshine hitting in 19.2 ounce cans. Yeah. Has that introduction started to roll yet? It has like the beer is literally just arriving in the market in the last 10 days or so. So I don't really have any numbers, but the expectations are high on 19.2s. And, and as you've probably seen in the numbers, Jen, convenience is still growing strong for craft beer and for Lawson's Finest in particular. And we have been making huge inroads with our relationship building efforts with both grocery and chain. And so we're opening up dozens and dozens of new locations this spring for both grocery and convenience chain locations where we expect that beer will really do well for us. And of course, venues over the summer are pretty excited to have that beer in the lineup as well for live music and sporting events and and other things. I'm actually throwing out the first pitch at the Yard Goats, which is a minor league team in Connecticut, and they're big fans of Lawson's Finest. That's um, awesome. They'll be carrying that beer over the summer months. So nice. Good luck. You got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I pitched in Little League, but it's been a long time. <laughs> Just warm it up. I got to practice. Yeah. Sure. A cool 90 MPH is Sean, yeah. I bet. Well, one thing I wanted to ask on the 19.2s, you know, Sip of Sunshine is synonymous with like 16 ounce cans. Yeah. Will this introduction change that at all? Well, that's what we're curious to see how and if it does affect the four pack sales. And we're pricing it in a way where it's not, you know, it doesn't represent a, a, a big discount over the four packs or any discount, depending on how the store prices the four packs and the 192. So, because our suggested retail on the 192s is $399. So it's a dollar higher than, you know, sort of your standard craft pricing for 192s. Most of them in our markets are like $299, but it does vary quite a bit. And so we'll, that remains to be seen. Certainly that's one of our concerns that it would take away from four pack sales, but we really see it as a different occasion. That yeah. When someone goes into the store to buy a single, that's what they're intending to do in, instead of choosing to buy a single over a four pack. I would share that experience even as a beer drinker myself, because I'm a huge fan of, of beer and craft beer in particular. And there are times when I want to just go try a beer and get one. And yeah. then breaking up a four pack is not an option. Right. Cool. Well, you know, I wanted to go back to something that you just said about getting so many more placements in C stores and grocery. Does that necessitate any sort of distributor changes? Because, you know, you may have been with maybe a more specialty distributor, but they can't yeah. handle the chain, or is that not really an issue for you guys? Yeah, not an issue for us so far. Most of the wholesalers we work with are already in those locations, but our brand wasn't in those locations. Okay. So like Hannaf Hannaford Grocery 
is sizable in the Northeast, particularly in like New Hampshire is a big state for Hannaford. And so we're opening up, I think it's, I think it's 80 locations in Hannaford. Uh, no, it's 40. It's 80 with, I think, Global and Giant, which is a chain down in Pennsylvania and other places. So it's quite a few locations that we're opening up and our wholesalers are already going to those locations. So this will be a first to get our brand there. So we're pretty excited about that. And we're building our sales team as we go as well. Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah. And do you guys tend to be, I mean, I know you have some sort of more specialty distributors like Crooked Stave, right? But otherwise, sure. do you tend to be with like AB wholesalers, Molson Coors wholesalers? Sure. Smaller independent wholesalers, primarily Connecticut's really the only state where we're in the big houses. So that was the first state where I started distributing Boston's Finest outside of Vermont. And those were really the only, I didn't find a small independent cold supply chain only. So both of those wholesalers, Hartford Distributing and Star have gone to to great lengths to meet our requirement to keep the beer cold at all times. And we were one of the first packaged beers to go into the keg cooler because they didn't keep packaged beer cold at all when I started with them back in 20, late, it was late 2014 and early 2015. So all the other states besides Connecticut are independent craft only houses. And they, the feature that they all share is that they have completely refrigerated fleets. So they're committed to the cold supply chain and that's a big part of why we relaunched our tagline as finest, freshest, yeah. always kept cold because keeping it cold is such an important part of keeping our beer brewery fresh and getting it to the customers that way. And we also have one of the shortest shelf life, not shelf life, but freshness codes right. in the market. So for any of our hop forward beers, it's 60 days okay. and then we start pulling beer from the shelf. So, cause we wanted to get to customers in brewery fresh condition, not just fresh, but brewery fresh. Right. No, my husband gets mad at me if I don't check the date before I buy the beer. (laughs) I mean, two weeks is ideal, but you know, but that never happens. So I guess that kind of slows your entry into other markets, right? Because it is kind of difficult to find that total cold chain, right? It does. And we've really been focused on the Northeast since the last date we launched was New Jersey in 2019. And then of course the pandemic happened. So that slowed a lot of or just changed a lot of things, but we didn't have any plans at that time to launch new markets. And we'll certainly look at states that are close beyond our existing territory in the future, but we hadn't really even built out our distribution in terms of points that we could be selling our beer in yet. And so that's what we've been focused on the last few years and we're getting there. So as we finish kind of building out our sales team for all the Northeast states and getting to those additional locations, that we haven't been that are right for us that can keep our beer cold and display it properly, then we'll consider expanding the market, but nothing on the horizon for this year or next year. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So then I guess it kind of also flows from that. Are there any, like a handful of drivers and challenges that we haven't covered for your total business in 2023, right? Because it's been a Gosh. tough landscape, right? Yeah, just the macro trends of overall people are drinking less beer on the whole. They're buying less packaged beer, but the upside is they're going out and drinking more beer at other beverages, at on-premise locations, bars and restaurants. And so I think just the whole landscape shifting is the only challenge that we have that we hadn't talked about to now and thankfully we're because of our we have really strong brand loyalty and but quality at the at first with our brand that we've been holding strong through you know all the changes that have happened over the last few years and we actually grew 
our business through the pandemic. So we've done pretty well. Last year we were flat, so we didn't grow. We were our volume was down just slightly, you know, just like one percent. So they say, you know, flat is the new up. Yeah. <laughs> volume anyway. For graph for graph sphere <laughs> volume. Yeah, our yeah. sales went up last year yeah. because we raised our prices. Yeah. And so okay. I think that's another challenge we hadn't talked about is like hitting that price threshold ceiling. And we feel like we raised our prices again slightly this year, except on Sip of Sunshine, our flagship. And so we definitely are, we'd be wary of raising our prices anymore in the near future because we want to keep the value to the customer that you can purchase a world-class beer for what is pretty affordable if it's under $15, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think that pricing, is it sticking? Is it playing okay? That little price bump? Yeah, so far so good. It, yeah. It's hard to tell at the very top. Sip of Sunshine is our flagship that's been in the market the longest and that, you know, that definitely has slowed down in the last year and a half. And so whether that price increase that we put into effect about, you know, 16, 18 months ago has affected that or not, it's hard to know. Right, right, right. Cool. Cool. Any more from you, Jay? Uh, Just one last one. Are you going to be in Nashville next week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be in Nashville. I'm really excited to go back. I went to the craft brewers conference there a handful of years ago. And that is one fun town. I can't wait to go see. Yeah some music and go honky tonking and get some barbecue at Martin's. It's, it's a fun town. I'm really looking forward to it. And I haven't been to the sea since 2019. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with some friends and folks in the industry. Nice. Are y'all sending some beer down there? I need to know where to go. Yeah. We're with with Bounty in Tennessee. We sent beer down last time. So um, they're spreading it around, not just in Nashville. So we're doing a nice drop of Lawson's Finest Beer to Tennessee. Okay, I'll have to get the yeah. details there. Exactly. He's going to find you. Yeah. Nice. You know what? I have one more too, <laughs> real sure. fast. And this is a good one to go into CBC as well. So what is the next big IPA trend beyond hazy, right? Like, I can't oh remember gosh, the last If I thing. had the crystal ball, yeah. <laughs> if I had the crystal ball, I, I would tell you. But yeah. it's <laughs> Maybe <hard>. not. <laughs> it's hard. I might not, but yeah. it would at least prognosticate yeah so i don't know it's really hard to say where it's going to go and i think our plan is just to stick to what we do really really well and that is make both classic styles and our own interpretation of you know ipas and other beers focused on balance because that's really essential to me as a beer as an enjoyer of beer is that the beers are balanced that I think customers will keep gravitating back towards brands that they know and love and are consistent with high quality. And um, and we're going to continue to make those sort of clean flavor profiles. So even our hazy IPA is probably a bit lighter and more translucent. And you'll find it doesn't have a big chewy vegetal character to it at all. It's very soft and approachable on the palate. Smashable, as we call it. <laughs> so, know where ipas are going to go but i if i would make a prediction that ipas are here to stay so they might keep evolving but i think the classic take on the american ipa is one that's going to continue to be the biggest seller in craft beer space for a long time yeah yeah do you you find yourself focusing or putting more emphasis on abv at all in producing? Yeah, we hear from customers and as the demographic for craft beer continues to shift a little bit older towards the lower AD. That's why the hazy raise is at five percent. It's pretty approachable, and you can have a you can have a couple of them and not get tipsy. 
So I think people are definitely looking for lower and less alcohol in general. So we'll we'll keep listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cheers. Well, I'll cheers, cheers. cheers. It's a little early to, to have a beer in yeah, my no, hand I'm right now, but you're an hour ahead. So have some water to cheer. Too, so. <laughs> right. So uh, I got some maple syrup randomly yeah. next to me. It wasn't even planned. Right. Good choice. Yeah. Because we have our Mad River Maple coming later this year. And you can check out our beer calendar on our website because we're, cool. we're pushing out more new brands this year for limited release to, to really to respond to both what we're interested in doing and what we've been hearing from our fans, from listening to our own fans through internal customer surveys and email newsletters that folks can do a poll on what they want to see. And so we're doing an elderberry goes over the summer. Okay. We're rebranding cans and distribution out to the nine states. All these beers that I'll mention real quickly, the Scragarita is our rebranded lime and salt Scrag Mountain Pilsner. So we've been doing that for a few years in the summer and people love it. So that's going to be rebranded. To just add a little more fun and whimsy because that's what we do at Lawson's Finest. And then in the fall, we'll have our Mad River Maple. We'll have the double IPA version of Hazy Rays, but a different brand. We haven't even come up with the name yet, so we're still working on that. And then to finish up the year, we're going to do our barrel-aged Maple Imperial Stout with coffee. And we're going to be launching for the first time our Nitro Stout, Irish Stout. It's a dry 5% stout that we've had year-round at the tap room but we just added equipment to the canning line so that we could do nitro cans and draft so that'll be going out to all nine states later in the year november and december that's really exciting because those are some of the beers we've been talking about getting into package for the last two years okay well you guys have to come to texas next okay that sounds like an awesome lineup it wasn't too far because I was my daughter, my older daughter is looking at colleges and we were just down in New Orleans, LSU and Baton Rouge and then Alabama and then up to South Carolina for Clemson. And I'm very thrilled to report that she got into Clemson and off the wait list at the very last minute. And so she's going to be a tiger starting just a few months. Yeah, thank you. It's hard to believe, you know, she was yeah. three when I started Lawson's Finest and now she's That's off to college. Crazy. She was actually two and a half when we started, and now she's off to college, so they grow fast. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Your kids must be getting bigger, too, Jen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because Jordan and I were just talking. My daughter is home today with the 24-hour stomach bug, but yes, she's five, and my son is seven, and it's funny, because I tell them, like, you're so big, and they're like, stop saying that, (laughs) but I hear it goes fast, and yeah, when I met you, I don't know if you remember this, Sean, but you came to the brew house in Warren, yeah, Yeah. I think I saw your kids, they were tiny, (laughs) so it's, yeah, it flies, it's, but I don't even want to think about it, (laughs) so. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with both of you, and to share a little bit about our Hazy Rays and Lawson's Finest today. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah, no, thank thank you. you. And I'm going to, I'm going to find you in Nashville. Please do. Okay. Yeah, please <laughs> right. do. You can, our, our social media digital specialists won't be there with us, but you can always direct message to try to get some intel or just drop me an email. Jen has my email. Perfect. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. We'll Cheers. see you then. Okay. Cheers to you. Thank you. Yeah.